consider this to be a bonus episode. The next guest coming up for our Curious World will be one Sean Mark Simpson, where we shall be discussing topics of the paranormal, animism, mental health and macabre art, along with many more. So, it happened to be that I was going through my files on my PC this past week, and I discovered a zipped folder of uh, some conversations that Sean Mark, our friend Mark Birch and myself shared in the September of 2013. Quite literally is three people sat around a table drinking beer and just letting freeform conversation happen. Um, we, we jumped through a few different topics, although this particular section I clipped out and have uploaded separately here for you to enjoy. And that is the topic and discussion of Deja Vu. Yeah, deja vu. Interesting one. Um, it's maybe you remembering a dream where the person or whatever has been on your mind, and you 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 dreamt a conversation you had with them, and then you've had this conversation because subconsciously it's there, and, and you've probably initiated it. Well, so like you were dreaming of a, a future event. Say, first you were going to meet a friend. Yeah. So you, in your dream, you've been thinking about meeting your friends, so therefore you've run through a number of scenarios in your dream. Right, where you've met your friend, and... The topics had... that you might have in discussion, it happens to be perhaps when you meet them, the conversation is based on what your thought process is, well, therefore it appears to be similar. It, it feels like it's data, I think it feels like you've been there and done that. Um, the harder ones to explain are ones where it's more visual than a conversation, if this makes sense, just bear with me, because I've had, I've certainly had deja vu before, where I've been somewhere, and gone, I've been here a couple of weeks ago, and it's the first time I've been to this place, now, I possibly wasn't at the time even thinking about a trip to, next place, yeah, so, that becomes harder to explain as a dream. Um, unless you've seen something on, on, I don't know, a picture or, or on the telly or, or someone mentioned this place. Um, but I think it's all linked to subconscious. Because, as I said last night, you don't, we don't know how the brain works completely. We certainly don't use our entire brain. And... Again, as I said, I don't remember my dreams. So I can't say that a conversation I had with a friend that I've gone, I've had this. I can't say that's not a dream that I've had. I've initiated this conversation because subconsciously my brain is going, oh, this is what you should be doing. I think deja vu is a very difficult thing to define because we don't know what causes it. So we're talking about to say it's very subjective as well. Yeah, most how definitely. Do you, how do you tell someone about how you felt or what happened at a day? All you can say is, "Well, I had deja vu. I'm sure I've done this before." Well, no, and that's basically all you can do. Well, I, I've, I have said before to someone, "We've had this conversation," and they've looked at me blankly and gone, "No, we haven't." Now, if I'm adamant I've had a conversation with someone, there has to be a reason for that. Yeah. Um, but how does that become a phenomenon you can investigate because it's so subjective? You can't. And it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's not something that you can, I could wake up tomorrow and go, ooh, deja vu about, I don't know, my cat wanting to get out. It, it's a very, very difficult area and a difficult subject to investigate because it's to do with your brain. And until we understand how the brain works completely, which is going to be a long time, you can't answer the question of what causes yeah, deja vu. Yeah, what do you do with it? If someone tells you how an experience of deja vu, you can listen to them, you can, you know, be sympathetic and, you know, that's all you can do with it. It's allegorical. You use them. Yeah. Because I guess there's, there's no time yeah. scale to it. You don't know what it's going to happen, how it's going to yeah. happen. You can't put someone in a lab and go, have deja vu in about 10 minutes time. <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah, exactly. Short of finding what part of the brain happens when someone just happens to be deja vu, they just happen to be rigged up to an EEG meter at the time, you've got no way, and then trying to stimulate that same part of the brain and try and create deja vu, there's no way you can do it. And could that be just an electrical impulse or is it something else? Is it you know, this non-locality of, of, of information that maybe sometimes in some environments you pick up information that isn't yours, but it's just out there in some gestalt place where we all draw information from so you've not been there in yourself but the information of you being there has been there who knows I mean I don't know you were talking to me so I was out here yesterday and uh, obviously Deja we kept the conversation slightly um, Deja might be a premonition that was what the, you were yeah I mean I've not had any classic experience of Deja Vu but I've had an experience where at the time um, I heard an audible voice uh, tell me something um when I was dropping off, so probably in hypnagogic state. And um, later on an event happened, and then I thought, hang on a minute, this isn't what I thought it was at the time, this is actually probably more of a premonition. But the feeling at that time, I guess, is similar to the feeling when someone has that deja vu, in that, this is, this is weird, I remember having this and this happened, and it's almost like you foreshadowed yourself. Um, but I think that was, a, in my case, I think that was just some kind of premonition rather than it being deja vu. I don't think I've really had deja vu, but that is a classical sense. But I think if you if you look at a premonition and deja vu, you can kind of link them as well. Yeah, but they're always linked afterwards, so there's always the risk that you're making connections that weren't there. I mean, I could be doing that in this situation without going into the specifics of it. Well, I yeah. could be looking back in hindsight and making it fit. That particular... Yeah. So, so I don't know, know. Yeah. Yeah. but as far as deja vu is concerned, I think it's too subjective to really have any other opinion than just to hear cases of them and go, oh, it's interesting, it's weird, we don't know what it is. Is it some fluke of time? Is it a, a remembered dream from the subconscious? Is it collecting information from a gestalt source outside? Who knows? We never want to know, are we? Well, no, it's, uh, it's, it's always going to be one of those things that people just go, oh, that's deja vu. And... The fact, the fact that there's not even an English word for it. Yeah, yeah quite. <laughs> or or the, the, the word they have fits. So there's no need to have an English word yeah. for it. I don't know, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. If it's even that. Well, I, I'm aware of that I have about maybe two episodes a month where I'd have that experience happen. Where I, I, I always find the experience very strange because uh, I'm very, when, it, when, it, when the event triggers, you, where you look or what you see or what you smell, what you taste, is the sequence it's that is being remembered as it's happening. And I always find that's really strange because if you are remembering that you've had deja vu, therefore it's actually happened twice. Yeah. Not just once. Because you're remembering that you've said you've had deja vu. And that often is one of the triggers. You know, you get, and then you, 
and you start looking around and going, okay, so where am I at this position in time? What am I looking at? Where am I going? Let's get my rational position here. And, uh, and then it will probably fade off after about three or four seconds. Yeah. Or, or sometimes you can have almost a conversation where, where you know the person you spoke to is talking to you about something that could not possibly have been the case. It never happened before. You, you know, you've met someone new or it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a new sign's gone up and that's what you're talking about. And all of a sudden it's a case of, what's well, the conversation we've ever had before? It cannot have a better before yeah. because this is new information. Nation. But that's what, and then you go, well, that's what you remember. Well, it can't, can't have been new because this has just been here. Yeah. And I find that to be absolutely mind-boggling when I think about it. That's, no, certainly that, that side of, of it really is because you can't, as I say, you can't always explain. Well, you can't explain deja vu, full stop. You can offer possibilities. Um, as I say, I, I, I firmly believe that in my experiences of deja vu, it's likely a subconscious thing. Because I've begun to see someone I've been thinking about. And possibly when I've maybe, as I said, dreamt about it, we've had a conversation. And because I don't remember the dream in the morning, and I started the conversation, I've gone, this is, I've, I've done this conversation. Um, but if it's something like, um, we, we discuss, I don't know, the black bicycle out of my window here, and Sean goes, we've had that discussion, and that bike's only been there today, that becomes then, what? How have we had that conversation when that's the first time it's been there? Yeah, that, that is exactly there. And, and that becomes the real, how is this possible? Yeah. It defies the time. Yeah, because unless Sean has had a dream of coming to see me and there's a black bicycle outside, which seems really kind of out there, then there's something else going on. Whether he's had a, 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 a time slip forward, shall we say, at some point and seen through his own eyes coming here and seeing the bicycle and then discussing it with me and then it's happened, who knows? There are some interesting things with it's a similar phenomenon to deja vu that fascinates me is, is, the, is the phenomenon of the Vardiga. Vardiga is a Scandinavian word which means go, it's gone before or go before. Mm. And these are situations where um, an individual will go somewhere and the person will greet them like they've already met them. Yeah. Say, oh, yeah, you were here last week. You came and bought such and such and you ordered such and such. And the guy's like, I've never been here before. I've been planning to come here, but I've never been. You know? And there are, it's a very common phenomenon. Um, there's a case in, in a, a Norwegian guy who, who actually went to somewhere like Indonesia to buy carpets or wooden products or something, I can't remember now. And he'd been planning this visit for a few months, he'd been emailing backwards and forwards and contacts over there. Um, he gets over there, and it, he walks into the shop, he'd never been in before, the guy in the shop says, oh, hello, Mr. Such and Such, how you doing? Yeah, um, we've got the order you wanted already done, and the guy's like, oh, I've never been here, I've never ordered anything. And these people will swear that these individuals have been into the shop, placed their orders, they've been there three or four times and had conversations and it's almost like a torpor where something has gone before like a thought form to do stuff and there's been several cases of this and again it's like some kind of deja vu only the witness this time is witnessing an event yeah. uh, and an image rather than it just being something in someone's mind so that's an interesting thing the body is a very interesting in those again because it, it seems to be some kind of play with time but again you could possibly 
tying time slips mm-hmm. to deja vu, like we discussed last night yeah. about that couple that found this really cute. Yeah, it's, it's, it's from uh, Michael Aspel. You sort of share that because he uh, really early nineties called uh, Strange but True. Mm. Who knows why it was a question mark at the end of that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in front of the enigmatic, yeah. And uh, the, the particular case is what's quite a famous one where uh, a couple and their friend they go to France and uh, they stop at a a, back, a, break, at a breakfast for the night and uh, they have breakfast. They have so they have uh, supper. They go to bed. They have breakfast in the morning. They particularly reference uh, two policemen who come in wearing really old clothes, and uh, when it comes to paying in the morning, they only pay sixteen francs, which is that they. Yeah. I don't know. Even despite the fact that they have, or to them, uh, they obviously gave the money over sixteen francs, and uh, they came up. They went home. They tried to find out the way back home. Uh, they didn't see it, but they went. They came back the year after to try and find the same place, and they, the only building they found was a was a derelict old building. Or hadn't been occupied since the end of World War Two. Amazing, I love, yeah, I love that case. But again, you know, some issue with there seems to be some plays with time. Time seems to be something that's not, you know, um, etched in stone. That's planned. It that somehow there are these little freaks that happen. That you know, the time slips that people witness. You know, there's been cases in England where people have gone to. Um, one case I remember actually, some someone was actually boating on a lake, and they were crossing the lake on a boat. And then they heard some noise, and then walking past, there was a whole line of Roman soldiers, you know, completely out of the blue. Um, so where do these things come from? How does it happen? It's bizarre. But they do, and, you know, it's it's not that rare a situation. No. But of course, uh, York has quite a famous one with the, uh, the Roman religion as well. Sure, the guy in the basement doing the... Uh, yeah, the plumber, wasn't yeah. it? The Pl- Pl- plumber. Um, what his name was. Robert, I think his name was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was... a. Uh, doing some plumbing down there or he was laying something down and then I, uh, he, he, saw a, he saw a horseman horseman went through a wall and then a guardsman came along wearing a uh, uh, Roman regalia and a armour followed by a number of uh, Roman soldiers it was like a procession wasn't it through the wall yeah <laughs> but only waist high or something that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just above the knees it wasn't until like uh, I think it was like the mid 90s or probably the early 2000s they excavated the building and further indeed was the Roman Road, which is the reason why the story got brought back up again. This is a case of, because that case actually was from the 60s. Yeah. And um, this validates the fact that, in fact, the height that you would have seen them at actually was the height of the Roman Road. The old road, yeah. It's amazing, yeah. There's a lot, again, that we just don't know, mm. you know, <laughs> about this field. What it? interests me is, well, what's the trigger? If we can cause the trigger to happen, mm. you can essentially control Is it something as random as just being in the right place at the right time? Is it something environmental that stores the image that some people walk into and are sensitive enough to trigger that image? Is it down on a personal level? Is it environmental? Is it that the conditions are just right in the environment that it triggers it? It's, again, you know, it's one of those fascinating things, but you know, you're never really going to know. And if it, even if it happened to you, you wouldn't know why. Um, interesting. I mean, there was that one case of the guy, I'm sure it was an English couple that actually went to New York and... I think the lady's waiting on the road in the car. The gent goes down the subway and doesn't come out the other side. Especially if he's gone to the bathroom or something. And it's like half an hour. And he's down there. Where he is, it's a completely different world. It's all futuristic. It's all this, that and the other. And he's bizarre and he basically doesn't know what to do. He sees someone come up and talk to him. And it's a gent. And the gent talks to him. He has this conversation. And he ends up walking back up the stairs. 
And the woman says, yeah, I sent this one down to find you because you've been gone ages. And he's gone into like this parallel world in the subway mm. and then come back out again into the, the current timeline. Bizarre. Where does this stuff come from, you know? Well, what I find fascinating, going back to that story from Stranger but True, is that the fact that they didn't just experience a time set, clearly it was very solid. Yeah. So, they were so. sleeping on a bed. <laughs> they ate food. <laughs> they ate food. They were nourished. Oh, they seemed to eat food. Well, they were nourished. Yeah. yeah. So something physical must have passed down their throat into their stomach to make them feel nourished. Unreal. I mean, how do you. This is not someone just seeing something, it's living something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the idea Drinking of coffee in the morning, they're having breakfast, they're paying for it with. Yeah, with money. Okay, it's a the, bit fact, the fact that the money uh, would have been recognised. That was one of the things they spoke about in the report: is that he gave him sixteen francs, and that's what he asked for. Despite the fact that the money was nearly notes as opposed to coinage, yeah, the person who they gave it to appeared not to unfazed. No, so it's like the how does that work? Yes, it's, it's crazy. It, it just goes to show how little we do know about the universe that we're in. You know, well, even the world that we're in. Never mind the universe outside of that. But yeah, there's, there's kind of time anomalies so are, are fascinating. Whether it's Vardigas, whether it's Deja Vu, whether it's Time Slips. I mean, there's a very famous case, I can't remember now. It's the one of the uh, fair, I'm sure it's in Britain, but maybe in France as well, where someone is travelling somewhere and they see a little local fair going on in, 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 a, in a field. And that they does, go, that looks about Yeah, and they yeah. walk around and they see some stalls and there's music playing and this, that, the other. And, and the, they have a good time and they leave, and apparently there's not been a fair there for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, crazy. What are these things, you know? But I think mean, that's what makes the field of research so fascinating is the fact that there are these wondrous things that happen to people who seem completely rational, normal people. Um, and you know, you want answers, and I'm sure that's why all of us do really what we do, unless we're looking to make a career for ourselves, and you know. TV well, yeah. investigators that it, it's the question that drives us you know it's, it's that journey and, and I think from looking back how I was three years ago when I first founded PIEM and, and now is very similar to the belief that Harry Price the investigator had until just before he died in that the more he investigated the paranormal the less he believed it was paranormal yeah. and, and, and I think that you know the more that you understand about the environment and what's going on and how people's mind work, the less it becomes about ghosts and the more it becomes explainable. Again, I think it's just physics we just don't understand. Yet. So with you? Yeah. Um, there's so much that we can't explain at the moment that people want to put down to being paranormal in the sense of it's got to be, or the world, but it's got to be spirit. But as Sean said, it could be physics that we don't understand. It could be natural occurrences that we just don't know about yet. Well, but I think people that have an experience need to quantify, their quantify what that experience was. Because they just go nuts otherwise, don't they? If you walk into a fair and you eat candy floss and go on some donkey ride on a fair, and then it turns out that fair never existed, existed. you need to know and give it some title, you're just going to go nuts. So I think that people will reach out to whatever belief structure they hold true to, to try and explain to, that to, phenomenon yeah. away. You know, whether it's an alien abduction, or whether you see it as a visitation from an angel, or God, or whatever, it will fit into whatever paradigm you, you follow. And maybe this is what some of the things in the Old Testament were, when they say, the angel of the Lord appeared in the light to, to Mary, and 
you know, it's not that dissimilar to any abduction stories, you know, and then all of a sudden she's left with a baby she can't explain, and, you know, again, not too different to any abduction stories, and, you know, so, it, 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 it's interesting how a phenomenon affects an individual, and how that individual searches their belief structure to explain away what it is. I certainly hope you enjoyed that uh, that trip in time, shall we say, to 2013. That was a conversation shared between myself, Sean Mark Simpson, and Mark Birch of PyEM Paranormal Investigations at East Midlands. So, next episode then is Sean Mark Simpson upcoming, where we will talk about the paranormal, animism, mental health, and macabre art. Be sure to subscribe, click a rating, and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And look, I'm a one-man operation. I really try hard, and I'd really appreciate perhaps a share, a like, and do all the usual social media stuff. It'd be much appreciated. Thank you very much, and I shall speak to you next time on Our Curious World and Beyond.